1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on a famous night for Scotland A 2-0 win against the might of Spain Came thanks to a Scott McTominay double With heroic performances all over the pitch It's a result which leaves Steve Clark's side top of the table Two wins from two And next up it's Norway and Gibraltar in June I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight we've got Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna Tuesday nights don't come much better than last night Gordon, a sellout crowd at Hamden A fantastic, historic victory And let me just say Salvador Dali, Rafa Nadal, Pablo Picasso <laughs> Julio Iglesias, Antonio Banderas, Pep Guardiola your boys took one hell of a beating <laughs> Follow that Simon Donnelly I don't know if I can uh, 1984 I was there I don't know Were you born? Absolutely not 1984 me. I was there as a 9 year old And uh, we won King Kenny scored Mo Johnson got a couple Last night is right up there with it uh, My oldest son was there unfortunately I wasn't at the game I was watching it with my father But what a performance Not a failure on that pitch And it has set us up beautifully If we cannot celebrate results like last night together Then this game is lost on all of us So come on 0141 951 1025 Get it all off your chest How good was it? How good a performance? How good a result? Who stood out for you? Where does it leave us in the qualification group? And anything else at all you want to take away from the game this is the time and the place to share it. I know we've got this thing in Scottish football where we're almost more comfortable moaning and being negative about things, but surely a rare chance to just be happy and full of praise for the national team. We've not had that a lot over the years, so let's not miss the opportunity. 01419511025. That is the number you need. So let's hear it even better if you were there, because the jealousy is ripping out of me and Simon. Uh, and Roger, in fact, you were you were in your office as well. So share the experience with us. What was the atmosphere like? If you've um, if you get any condolences to Rodri as well, if you want to wish him well, I know he's had a tough <laughs> don't, night. Don't stop. So if you want to if you want to wish him well, you could do that because I mean we we are we're here for everyone, you know, in times like this. So well, it's the same number: oh one four one nine five one one o two five. Right up there, Roger, with famous results and performances. Yeah, without doubt. I mean, Simon talked about that game in '84. That was the first game I'd ever been at Hamden. Went with my father, three-one. Morris Johnson Brilliant. scores twice. Kenny Dalglish scores that goal, and and you fell in love with the place and with the, the Scotland national team and with football in general. And I'm just thinking, last night there will be young kids there, boys and girls there with their mums and dads. Maybe yeah. it's their first Scotland game. And you just think, this is absolutely brilliant. You know, they'll be engaged with the Scotland national team and with Hamden forever. That's the thing that actually struck me as well, Simon. You've got a couple of possibilities. Imagine that's your first Scotland game last night. It should come with a warning that it's not always like this. <laughs> but you've got two possibilities. It's your first, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you're somebody that's had all the, all the trials and tribulations yeah. and having to suffer... The Faroe Islands and starting off a campaign with home, a few. home draws against Lithuania and taking a last minute goal against Liechtenstein and all that sort of stuff. Then you go and get a night like last night. Then you go and get a. Uh, yeah, exactly. And listen, me and Roger are old enough to remember games like that first game against Spain. I remember uh, Scotland winning against France around about 89, 1990. And these were days when 
as a Scottish fan, you, you genuinely did go to Hamden expecting to beat teams of that calibre. Uh, and I think this team has now grown into that. I really do. I think we watched them beat Denmark recently at Hamden. Last night's performance was, was fantastic. Yes, we capitalised on a slip early on. We got off to a great start. Yes, we had to weather a little bit of, of the Spanish team playing in that first half coming back into it. They hit the bar. But we had other chances in the game as well. And then we get the second goal. And I mean, Roger said before we came on, it's probably as comfortable a win against a team of that level that I've, we've ever experienced. It's quite incredible. You think of the chance Lyndon Dykes had in stoppage time yeah. at the end of the first half as well. Um, Christie's had an effort. Yeah, I mean, Angus Gunn must think this international football <laughs> easy peasy. is easy peasy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, had he not slipped and landed in the ball with his bomb on Saturday, he'd <laughs> have had nothing to do for the entire week. And look, we'll get through this. We're here until eight o'clock. The calls are already coming in, so you know, keep them going already. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But in a general sense, Roger, it just feels like there, there's so much to like. You've discovered this goal machine, and Scott McTominay all of a sudden, Simon. I think back to the last time you were on this show. At, do you remember those calls to suggest that Kieran Tierney shouldn't play yeah. because he's not been playing he for Arsenal? Playing in the way I don't think be... we'll get too oh many of them goodness. tonight. What, what involvement for that? Second goal You know Just bursting forward So much energy I just came away Thinking last night That that guy He needs to be playing again You know I, I can't understand Why he's not in that Arsenal team I know they're doing well I know they're at the top of the league But for his sake He, he deserves to be playing Every week There's two things Roger There's the result on the night And the performance Which was magnificent On both fronts And we'll pick our way through it And then there's that Slightly bigger picture Of where this leaves us in a European Championship qualifier In a very, very healthy position With a long way to go But we've had campaigns where it's looked pretty grim After two games So this is a nice change Yeah, of course it is and Listen, two go through We're in a really good position um, At the start of the campaign I think everyone would have said Spain will get one of the two places And the other one will probably go to Scotland or Norway Or maybe Georgia yeah. We're now in a position where Norway have played two games And they've got one point We've played two games and got six points. Yeah. So if we can go to Oslo in the next game in June, suddenly, you know, a, a victory there would probably put Norway out the running after three games, Gordon. It, it's a fantastic start. The best thing about nights like that is how we get to share it together, all of you lot on the phone. So come on, 01419511025. Craig is first up tonight. Craig, were you at the game last night? Tell me all about it. Make me even more jealous than I already am. Hi, hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me on, it's first time, first time on um, No, I'm just, uh, aye, that's what I was saying Just um, driving back up the road to uh, Timberness I'm not from Inverness, I'm from the West Coast But I'm driving back up a happy man uh, It's all oh, brilliant I mean, I was um, talking to, to my pal that I go to games with I've been going to games with him since primary school uh, And I think that's up there One of the best, probably the best night I've ever had at Hamden um, my first memory is probably the Betty Boats era, maybe just a wee bit too young. I remember Craig Brown era and a wee, wee, wee bit of success with that. Um, didn't go to the Italy game in 2006, uh, missed out in the France game. So, you know, I was at the Liechtenstein game for last minute winners. Um, I had, you know, a ton of time uh, kind of scraping past uh, Faroe Islands and all the rest of it. So, I to, to leave Hamden um, after beating a top 10 team 2 0. Yes, Spain are the team that they were 10 years ago but you know they've got players in Man City um, the number two Pedro Porro had an absolutely abysmal night um, you know 
he was he was up to his antics trying to try to get a, a few of our boys booked hooked at half time. Um, so they've absolutely rattled uh, a former world champion and European champion. Uh, I don't think I don't think things can get much better for Scotland. But I think that the only thing that get better is by by actually using this to qualify. Uh, and I think I think there's um, a wee bit of chat about Norway as well. Uh, I think last night was huge for two points, and one being the main thing we got a fantastic result. But they also dropped points in Georgia. So I actually think now listen, I want to go to Georgia and win, but I think we can actually afford to maybe get four points off of Georgia and, and go away thinking, by the way, we're still with the right chance of maybe not. I don't know. What is top in the group? I think I don't know. Is that can we talk about the group? Why not? Why not? Exactly. Um, that's the reality of it, Roger. For fans of Craig's generation, so he sounds a little touch younger than me, but not too much. We are we're talking about seeing some of the high points for anyone who's in, in the region of thirty, just over thirty. That it could be like the best Scotland result they've ever seen, yeah. or one of them. It is at that level, even if Spain aren't the, the team that they were when they won the World Championship. Yeah, uh, the World and, Cup, and so. listen, I, I was fortunate. I grew up at a time when Scotland routinely were qualifying for major finals, World Cups, European Championships. Simon Donnelly went to one of the World Cups in France '98. So that was a regular occurrence at the time. The last 25 years have been a desert in t- terms of, of qualification until Steve Clark arrived. And the Euros a couple of years ago were disappointing. But I think he would tell you that that squad, that team, was just at the start of the curve then. Very inexperienced in comparison to the Croatians that beat them and the Czechs that beat them. And since then they've built up experience You know it, you know Not so long ago Andy Robertson passed 50 caps John McGinn passed 50 caps Callum McGregor on Saturday passed 50 caps Grant Hanley's on on the brink of reaching it And you know Together they've grown up as a team And you saw that last night They were streetwise They were more streetwise than the Spanish Um, There were little fiery flash points And Scotland came out of all of them on top And, And that just showed I think that this is a team on an upward trajectory that's still got a little bit to go. Is what is particularly satisfying, Simon? You would have taken any manner of victory, but quite often, I mean, we're used to being the underdog, and we, we've shocked big teams before, yeah. and it sometimes has a bit of a, a smash and grab feel to it, which is still great. You know what mm. I mean? It's absolutely brilliant. This is not about doing down any previous result, but there was a Odd element of comfort about last night And then if you stretch it even further You could maybe say That this was kind of coming It was maybe the one The next thing Steve Clark's side were Likely to tick off was that That marquee result You know they've yeah. made it to a major tournament Got to another playoff um, You know t- Beating some very good sides like Denmark It felt like maybe this was the next logical step Absolutely And I said about this squad When we went to the, the last Euros I think this squad would have went away from that finals Thinking Didn't let themselves down But they, 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 we didn't see the best of them uh, Roger touches on the teams that we played We are really good teams You'll have to look to Croatia And how far they went in the last World Cup there With that, with that team More or less the same team uh, I think they, they would have been away and then we had the disappointment of the, the Ukraine game for the World Cup where I thought these guys would be wanting to get to the finals having tasted it, the Euros. But I'm, I'm with Roger. This this team have been growing. I've, I've written down there Tierney, Robertson, McTominay, McGregor, McGinn. Five, five I mean, no failures, but five big players in our 11 that 
you know, I've, I've come through almost together. You're now adding guys like Portis, younger boys coming yeah. in, and he, he's played three games, hasn't conceded a goal, doesn't look out of place, uh, looks as if he's going to get better. Hickey, great experience in Serie A, down in the, the English Premiership now. We've got a right good squad, you know, and if we can keep picking maybe one or two younger ones to add into that, you know, that... I see, I see is in Germany next year. That that for me is almost a cert. And I, I know uh, Steve said it's six points. What a start! And this team are capable of going and getting results in June as well. Squads evolved really well. You know, you think Patterson and Hickey. Now you've got two right wing backs who yeah. play in the English Premier League. You've got Angus Gunn, yeah. who, who you know, didn't have very much to do, but did it quite well. You wouldn't have thought you'd have got to these two crucial qualifiers. Billy Gilmer wouldn't have mm. you know been seen. Yeah. It's quite remarkable and he, and he's a player I believe, He'll come again Of he's course he will He's still yeah. a young boy and you know, He just needs to get Back playing regular Is, yeah. that, is that why Look it's, it's great fun It's a great debate You're always going to put Your suggestions forward There's nothing wrong with it But Every time the squad's announced And there's all this Ah It's the same players <laughs> But Oh, this is this is why this is what's led to and, this point. Is it about time we sort of realised that? I think Steve Clark will tell you that's deliberate. Of, of course, course it it's the same players, and it doesn't matter if Billy Gilmer's out the side at Brighton. It doesn't matter if Kieran Tierney's out the side at Arsenal. By the way, Scott McTominay four goals in two games. Yeah. Not mm. a lot of action yeah. for Manchester United either. But Steve Clark knows that he can turn to those guys. He knows they will turn up for Scotland, and. Listen, McTominay and Tierney and guys like that are probably delighted to come with Scotland and yeah, get some yeah. action and, and get back into a team where they're appreciated and where they can win games. Craig, how did it feel in the stadium? Were you ever worried at any point? Is that that typical Scottish thing? Or, or, or does this team fill you with a bit more confidence? Uh, probably a bit of both. It's probably that... I think, I think obviously if you're you know, following Scotland for for as long as anyone has and kind of you to the national team, you can't, you can't really rest in your laurels. You're kind of waiting for the final whistle. But I think it was one of those where... We, we did always look comfortable. I don't think Angus Gunn... I think he had maybe one or two saves, maybe between 35 and 45 minutes, where you're thinking, ah, we're done. But it wasn't like absolute outstanding saves. It's probably saves they should make. So there wasn't... I don't think there was real, really any pressure. I think the five of the back was perfect, kind of restricting them. A wee bit more wide and kind of then just dealing with balls in the box. I think it was, I think it was relatively comfortable, albeit you still kind of you still kind of have that wee doubt of maybe oh is that going to be another glorious failure? Is it going to be mate, a hurricane? Uh, you know a last minute equaliser? You know is that other kind of league was going to come? But obviously they never did. And I in terms of the atmosphere, I've got to say like as I said, I missed the kind of France and Italy games back in the 2008 qualifying. So for me. Um, Maybe outside the England game for two each, which obviously ended in disappointment. But throughout the nine minutes, that's the best atmosphere I've ever seen. Uh, national anthem ringing out around the, the stadium, uh, you know, four or five times throughout the, the, the ninety minutes. Uh, the McGinn songs, McDomney songs, um, all the, uh, the atmosphere was was immense. So I think it's that kind of classic twelve minutes. I think I think everyone in the stadium should probably uh, build themselves to the kind of effort they put in. I was brilliant. Yes, it's an interesting point, Simon. It's not to say there's no merit in a Hamden debate. Everyone loves that. You save that for another day. I'm, I'm sure it's got its faults, and it does, and loads yeah. of them. But but the old place still rocks on nights like that. And you know, um, Craig mentions England and so on, and some of the others. But try telling anyone last night there was no atmosphere. Definitely, and we, we touched on it last week about you know these games coming round about and getting away from the, the domestic game. 
what once the Scotland games start and once they start putting performances on like that, I didn't see the game at the weekend. I seen the goals, uh, but once they start putting performances, the fans will be there. The fans have been excellent, mm. you know, and that's where we want to see them at another finals because the Tartan Army brings something special to tournaments like that, and it's been too long away. Uh, we've had a little taste of it on our home turf. Uh, a couple of years ago and, and they deserve they deserve more and I think this group of players will be able to take them to the next couple of finals oh, I just keep thinking of positives Gordon you know Che Adams drops out injured on Saturday yeah. number one striker undoubtedly number one striker Lyndon Dykes comes back in Lyndon Dykes was in hospital suffering yeah. from pneumonia not long ago he took on two Spanish centre halves on his own last night and didn't give them a minute's peace he was outstanding Callum McGregor in the middle of the park yeah. looked as if he could Play for Real Madrid or Barcelona yeah. The run at the end Up the right wing Was yeah. ridiculous yeah. Every bit as good as Tierney's run yeah. For the second goal And Ryan Portis Anyone remember He used to get into fights With Fredo Morelos And get sent off And he used to cause bother On the pitch And he was always in referee's faces And he, you know he, he was slaughtered For being immature He's played three times For Scotland Been outstanding Three times for Scotland and he's had three clean sheets. <laughs> Easy as that. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for picking up the phone for the first time. We've not had the pleasure of your company uh, before. Enjoy your drive up the road. Uh, we're going to speak to Josh. Josh is very excited and we'll catch him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here. We're looking back on a memorable night for Scotland at Hamden. So any thoughts you've got at all, whether it's on the game itself, the performance, the managerial role, the players who played that impressed you, or the qualification group as a whole, get them into us right now, please, on 141951. 1025. That's exactly the number Josh has dialed. How are you feeling tonight, Josh? Uh, physically, not too great, Gordon, but uh, <laughs> emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, still on cloud nine. Um, I mean, the thing, the thing about for me last night, Gordon, was I mean, the, the result was obviously marvellous, um, it was incredible, but to be honest, it wasn't all that much of a surprise. Um, I, and I'm not trying to you know, say that we should be. I mean, we're expecting to go and beat Spain two 0 Um, but but I went into that game expecting a performance from Scotland. Um, because we know how good we are. Um, particularly how much strength and depth we have now. Um, we're a wee bit light up top, but um, I mean, throughout the team, you know, we're just littered with quality. Um, the atmosphere in the stadium last night was sublime. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean. I keep hearing people um, describing it as, you know, a special, special night at Hamden. And to be honest, I could attach that label to about four or five games from the Steve Clark era already. You know, it, it just seems that we're getting more and more of those nights. Um, and and it's, you know, when when is it, when are these going to stop? You know, being described as special, special nights and. We, we, we start to recognise that these, you know, these are results that we can, you know, we can get, we can, we can take Spain at Hamden and spank them two 0 you know. Um, it was just just a phenomenal uh, result, though. I thought all over the pitch we were absolutely brilliant. A fair point, Roger. You know, if you're looking at a time where, and this is not to say there haven't been disappointments, of course there have, but if we've beaten Denmark two 0 at home. 
Which was a brilliant performance Beating Ukraine 3-0 at home Drawn with England at Wembley As part of a Euros which we got to in the first place Was it that much of a surprise? You, know, you take some of our, our famous results yeah, from, well, from years gone by You know, We're a, we're a team in, in, a, in a bad place That's produced that big shock But like we, we said earlier it was, it was about time that we we gave a bloody nose To one of the, the proper big teams wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yourself and Josh cite a few games The other one that Steve Clark Always goes back to as a point of reference Is the 1-0 win in Austria he thinks that was a turning point for for this group of players. It, it brought more belief, more confidence. Um, he was speaking on Monday, the eve of the game, saying, I'm trying to push this positive mentality. It was almost a case of, play the game, don't play the name. You know, just go and take on these 11 guys. Don't worry that they're wearing Spain outfits, because I believe the 11 that I'm sending out are going to beat that 11. So go and play the game. And, and that's what it did yesterday And what that does Beating Spain Beating a top 10 nation A former European and world champion Filled with superstars from the Liga When you beat them You suddenly believe I'll tell you what We can take on Edmund And we can go to Oslo next in June And get the positive win Simon will tell you There's, there's nothing Gives players confidence more Than a positive result Because It's all very well the manager saying I believe in you boys but suddenly when you achieve a result that Scotland achieved last night, you believe in yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the manner as well. The it, manner of the one. Yeah, it doesn't know. come completely out the blue, does it? It no. still can be a short Listen, result or it can be a big result. You asked me last but... week, I'd have said, I'll take four points for the start. And I was sure. put, leaning towards a draw against Spain. Because it is Spain, and we probably do get caught up a wee bit. Yes, they, they, they still have very good players. Uh, they're not quite at the levels they were maybe 10 years ago when they were winning... Tournament after tournament mm-hmm. But they're still a, a really good team And it's Spain And we probably sometimes do Always fear the worst with Scotland But that's, there's good players in this squad Good experience They're organised They can take the ball They're brave They're very brave in possession uh, And loads of ability You know I look to McGinn as our talisman uh, Taking balls in Using his body Winning free kicks Tierney and Robertson have been fantastic McTominay's now popping up with goals McGregor just gets better and better for me So we've got good players There is a lot to like Josh You could almost run through them all I mean who in particular We start with the goal machine Where did that come from? Scott McTominay Uh, Was it three of the four with his left foot as well? Uh, Just a couple of minutes off the bench And Saturday and then that last night I, I mean, absolutely brilliant goal. I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, I, me and a few of my friends uh, were, were talking about this pre- before the uh, game kicked off. Um, and we were talking about, right, can we make a joint starting 11 between Spain and Scotland? Uh, and I got about four or five of the Scotland players in our team. You know, uh, ab- above the Spanish, and, you know, you think that's mad. But when you look at it on paper, you think, actually, that's probably about right. You know, um Cal McGregor, um, say, you know, I'm a blue nose, um, but I've got to give his dues. I thought he was, I think he is on a par or better than about 90% of the midfielders in England, um, you know, in the Premier League. I think he really is an absolutely top class all-round midfielder. Um, And he's, you know, in my view, he's probably limited his... um, you, you know, he's, he's, I suppose limited his career and earn, earnings. I would say, and, and not moving from Celtic because I think he could play at a, a much um, more prolific level. 
um, McTomney, outstanding, you know, just brilliant. I mean, he came on, scored the two goals against Cyprus and played his way into the team. Um, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant again. Um, all over the pitch. I mean, our press last night was phenomenal, right to the front. Um, Christie with the energy, McGinn with the energy, and Dykes. You know, Roger was talking about the guy, you know, the guy was in hospital with pneumonia just a few, you know, a month and a half ago. Um, and, he, and he absolutely, he was long busting for about eight, 80 minutes or whatever, how long he was on the pitch. I just thought we were absolutely outstanding. Um, I try to think how well, you know, Tierney, you know, barely playing a minute for Arsenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I've got to say, and all by the way, Admark can have trepidations, but I've been impressed with Gunn. I thought there was a lot of safe hands last night from him. Um, you know, I, I thought he was comfortable, um, composed, coming for crosses and corners, etc. Um, I just thought all round, every, you know, to a man, we were outstanding. Um, and the, the thing about the result, the fact that we'll get six points, is that, that it gives us a huge amount of breathing space now for the rest of the group. The thing is as well, we, hopefully we don't even need to talk about it. It's worth remembering this team's already got a playoff spot banked from, 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 no, from the Nations no, League. But no, you can Steve just, Clark says, what playoff exactly, spot? Exactly. Just move on. It. He's not interested. Get back to your point, Gordon, about McTominay. Simon and I, between us, played up front ten times for Scotland, so we're well placed <laughs> to comment on this. The finishes... Yeah, were those of a world class striker if Erling Haaland finished like that for Norway you'd be, you'd be waxing lyrical four goals three first time finishes yeah. and probably the best goal was a touch in the thigh and then the left foot finish high into mm-hmm. the net for his first goal against Cyprus he looked like an international striker how important was he I mean obviously in terms of the goal contribution Simon but for a guy then that actually wasn't given the nod to start and we're in this place where yes he's not getting a game but we leave out Manchester United <laughs> midfielders now, yeah. don't you know? And we don't get huge complaints about it because in, in certain areas we've got that level of depth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the testament to this group of players. I think they, they want to come, as Roger said earlier on, I think these guys want to come and be part of this. I think they've... Keeping back to that finals where I think the guys will go, you know what, we, we didn't hit the peak there. We, we, we've got a lot more to offer on this. They'll Enjoyed the experience of being in the finals. They'll have wanted to get to that World Cup. The next one's Germany. And I think this is the level that they want to be playing at. This is where they want to take the team. And there's quality within it. Uh, McTominay, just another one, just the same as Tierney, epitomises everything that's good about this, this Scotland squad. The guys are not playing week in, week out, and yeah. they come and put performances in like that for Scotland. And, and he's good, Clark, because over the two games... I'll bet 17 or 18 of those boys were involved yeah. You know, he tries to keep You know, There was at the end last night On came Lewis Ferguson, on came Kenny McLean yeah. mm-hmm. you, you know, as you saw in some of the changes made Ryan Jack was involved in the first game there Stuart Armstrong was involved in the first game Shanklin got on right at the end of it Not being picked in the original squad He just tries to keep them all ticking over yep. Keep them all feeling involved Which is important because They're all of a role to play in the road to Germany uh, thank you very much to Josh You need to go and rest that voice You've obviously had a heavy night It's fine but No no judgement attached to you Aye, <laughs> uh, thanks very much guys <laughs> It's getting worse as the call goes on I'm cutting you off Honestly It sounds like he's smoked 60 this morning Which we wouldn't condone Obviously uh, And please drink responsibly As I'm sure Josh did last night Anyway 01419511025 That is the number uh, you need In terms of 
The way the game was played The way the game was managed The way that Scotland went about it The way that Spain went about it I suppose we really need to bring in um, The thoughts of, of Rodri on this don't we And I thought we would actually just Give him a, give him a, a bit of a musical introduction You happy with that Simon? I know you're a big music fan I stopped that on Instagram last night yeah. I've got a few other options if you want Would, this, would you Go prefer... Perfect. That working? Perfect. Roger Hanna, what is he on about? Rodri blaming Scotland for rubbish tactics and falling over. Sour grapes, sore loser. What's the what's the phrase? And keep it clean. I actually burst out laughing when I saw him on the television last night. We um, some of my colleagues from the Sun at Hamden. They, they were aware of the the interview that went out and via play before it had actually been been broadcast. It wasn't broadcast live. It was uh, it was delayed, and everybody's just laughing. Because everybody who saw the game knows fine well Scotland deserved to win. Um, Spain just couldn't do anything to compete with the Scotland side. Lots of nice tippy-tappy passes. But, you know, Rodri might need to accept the fact that he's playing in a Spanish team that doesn't have the David Villas and Fernando Torreses or the Iniestas or the Xavis and a Spanish team that, you know... Prior to last night, yeah, they'd only lost one in 38 European qualifiers going back about between 15 and 20 years, but they were second best last night, and I'm afraid, senor, suck it up and get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered where that was going there, you had me worried, I must admit. Um, I mean, Simon, even if his assessment was accurate, we still wouldn't care anyway, because it would be like... We wouldn't care, no, we wouldn't care. But it's it's almost like, you know, where's your... Irony meter here I mean yeah. come on Seriously After I having said that, watched I said that last night You know He was talking about us Diving and wasting time I can remember The Spanish boy Trying to get a penalty In the box Then uh, there was another lad Jumped about Running about uh, Gun When gun was coming out You know Insinuating that he'd been Stood on or whatever uh, And then they complained About the grass Now I'm, I, I like Good surfaces. I like to play in good surfaces, and I know Hamden's been criticised recently, but the grass been lot. It was a, a wet night. Hamden was slick. It was perfect for both teams. Perfect conditions for both teams. Similar grapes completely with Rodri. Don't think it was perfect for Pedro Porro. Uh, yeah, I mean well, we take that. I with the slip. <laughs> but I think I think uh, yeah, just similar grapes. Listen, the guy's a fantastic football player. Tongue in cheek on my social media last night uh, with a couple of comments. Mm. He's a fantastic football player, but. Accept defeat in a better way. There we go. <laughs> right, I've had my fun. Have you uh, somehow accessed Gordon Dale's Spotify? <laughs> well, I was just looking to see if the next clip up was Joe Longthorn, but yeah. I, I, it seems to be absent on this at the moment. Nathan but, um, Carter. He'll be singing along quite the thing, I'm sure. Richard. Last night. Uh, ooh, there's a thought. Richard is on the line. Richard, what do you think of those comments last night? Well. <laughs> I think if you want to add a tune to your list, you should play the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme when he's starting to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, I actually love the fact that he came out and said all that. I adore it, because I actually agree with him to a certain percent. I think our players did fall over or go down when touched legitimately in a theatrical manner. There were times when Ryan Porteous out in the right hand side of the 
the pitch. He was throwing the ball away or taking his time and he'd been hit and he was going on. He's an extra roller too, which is a wee bit extraly theatrical. However, how many times have we sat and watched teams do that to us? And it's part of the game. It's not illegal in the game. We weren't cheating, but we were playing the game and the gamesmanship. And as Roger mentioned the word earlier, being streetwise. We were streetwise last night. And that's what got up their nose so much that normally that's part of the game of many, many teams in the world who are the biggest teams. They know when to do these things and when not to do these things. This is not a comment about uh, not being from our country or anything like that, because that's ignorant and stupid. But you watch all the best teams. Occasionally, when you get hit, you go down, you take the foul, you make the referee make a decision. That's part of football, as well as the glitzy football or the fast-paced, slick football. I honestly felt that when Scotland was doing it, I was watching, like, there was times when they were manhandling us and we were trying to make it clear to the referee, no, they're, they're actually doing <laughs> pretty bad stuff. Now, a lot of the times we weren't getting the decision. Yeah, I think Richard actually hits on a really good point, Roger. The, the, the real criticism to Rodri is because this idea, first of all, that Spain weren't doing it and doing it worse, but but secondly, that it had some sort of impact on the game, or that's the reason that we won. But as Richard says, are we now waking up to the realization? Not only are we quite good, we're streetwise as well. We've got yeah, a bit of a streak. It's, that, it's what that they would call the, the black arts of international football, if you like. But when you get involved in these wee tete-a-tetes, you know, throw in Andy Robertson and Pedro Porro in that side. Throw in. I mean, you that, know, that was risky. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but he got <laughs> away with it. <clears throat> You know, he did And in the past Maybe Scotland players Haven't got involved in that And haven't been streetwise And haven't indulged in it That's what comes with experience That's mm. what comes with know-how At the international level And that will benefit Scotland going forward I mean, Some of them Tierney, Robertson Porteous, Simon There are a few of them That you feel were Made for nights like that But we need that We need that wee bit of Gallus in our makeup, Different characters within the team We need that And And I listened to Callum McGregor earlier on today about how they manage the game. Whatever Richard's talking about, different examples there of managing a game of football. Scotland stood up to it last night, and and the comments that come from Rodriguez, he, he didn't like it. He doesn't like it, and bring on more of it. Absolutely. Thank you to Richard on the line. I see where you're coming from, Richard. You make good points on oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I promise you, that's me done. With the music That's as much as you're getting from us On Clyde One Super Scoreboard But we will be back with more of your calls And plenty more reaction to last night next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Enjoy nights like these Getting to look back on a Well I was going to say a rare piece of positivity for Scotland But that's the thing They're not that rare anymore um, but certainly it's always a, a pleasure When we get to look back on a scoreline Like Scotland 2, Spain 0 uh, Let's get some reaction from the Scotland camp Before we take more of your calls We've not even done that yet Amid all the excitement so far Let's hear from Stevie Clark Well you don't qualify with six points So we've got a long way to go Was, was pleasing obviously a good performance Two good performances Over the nine days that we've been together It was important to capitalise on the two home games uh, As much as we could And we've managed to do that with maximum points But all the credit goes to the players I think you see tonight 16 players on the pitch, not one let us down. Seven players in the stand, just everybody as happy as everyone else. We have a good group, we're working hard to get better and better. I think tonight was a chance to put our mark in the group. We want to be competitive against the top team, and that's what we did tonight. Well, certainly it should give the players a little bit more belief when you come up against these top sides, so that's the last 
two number one seeds, so Denmark in the, the World Cup qualification and, and Spain in this one that have came to Hamden and have left with no points. So that, that's a step forward in terms of believing in, in what we're trying to do. But it's very important to stay grounded because there's still a long way to go in the group and as we know to our cost, one game can cost you dearly. I think most managers would keep a lid on things there, which means Stevie Clark was definitely going to keep a lid on things there, Roger. But is it is it becoming apparent now? You look at the body of work, and I know not everybody likes Steve Clark, and I wouldn't try and convince them otherwise. Um, each to their own and all that. But is it not becoming abundantly clear that it's working? This calm persona, this never too high, never too too low way that he goes about things is clearly working for yeah, that and team I, of players. I, I think it is just a public persona. I, I'm not sure that he's like that with the players behind the scenes. Um, he is incredibly popular among the players mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, he can look back, you know, he, he complains the only one six Scotland caps as a player. He feels he should have earned more. But <clears> you look at his body of work as a club player, you know, in that Chelsea side in the 1990s with the Hullets and the Hoddles and the Viales and the Zolas and the Demetrios, he was a top quality football player. And Simon will tell you, you know, when, when young players can look at a manager, get on with a manager, respect the manager, look back and say, hey, some, he must have been some player himself, then it's a good recipe. And, the, you know, it's frustrating for us in the media when Steve Clark comes out and hits all the questions back at you with a straight bat. But I think the players see a different side of Steve Clark and, and it's a side that they enjoy working with. That's the latest chapter last night, Simon, and the job that he's done. How would you assess it now? <clears throat> I think he's been brilliant. I really do. I think... Uh, I think it's really evident with the players you talk about a club environment it's it's evident that they like him you know the way that they're going about and no matter when he changes it there, there's nobody in a huff there's no everybody is full throttle mm-hmm. you know behind this campaign uh, I think they were like that for the last one as well so I think it's evident and I don't think anybody yes you're always going to have us as fans oh I want him in and you know Questioning different things in the team I think that's healthy But I think this guy Has been phenomenal Since he came in yeah. I really think the job Has been superb 0141-951-1025 The screen next to me For the, the callers Says Jerry McCulloch On there I thought you'd have Deleted this number A long time ago Did you manage to remember it Off the top of your head? Uh, you never forget A number like that Gordon How you doing guys? <laughs> Not too bad hey, at Jerry. all hey, It must have been A special night I thought people would Just try and Forget this madhouse As soon as they could But we've drawn you back in Do you know what I was thinking What an unusual night For you Gordon I know what it's like And you're sitting there And you're getting Positivity at you From all angles It must be incredible Well it's rare That's for sure But we're getting used to it we're, 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 We've been practising A little bit over the last few years We're slowly but surely Getting there and uh, I take it you were there last night, were you? I was, guys. I mean, listen, I want to bring a bit of nostalgia to the conversation here because, you know, working at Celtic, you don't get much many chances to take your kids along to, to the game. So going to see Scotland is the only chance I really get to take, to take my boy to the football. And just like Simon, I was there back in 84. I was there with my dad when a player who shall not be named got a couple of goals. And, and Kenny get that cracker as well. I was in the main stand just behind when he, he curled that left foot shot into the top corner and these kind of memories stay with you forever and I was there in 89 when the guy scored another couple of goals in that fantastic game against France and you know when you're growing up in the 80s you don't really have much else to excite you when it comes to when it comes to past time you don't have your playstations and your iPads or whatever so going to the football is a massive thing so you know I was there with my boy last night and 
you can see the delight on his face and it's that kind of realisation that, wow, this is something really, really special. It was a great atmosphere. He wanted to get a new scarf before he went in, so we got him a scarf with the players' faces on it. And then when that second goal went in from Scott McTominay, I mean, I swear to God, the last time I saw my boy as excited as that was when his iPad was at 100% charge. <laughs> Trying to explain to him it's not always like that, though. It's not always like, no, it's usually about 5% because he's on it that often. No, I do. I explain it to him and I say it's not always like this, but you don't really want to dampen their enthusiasm. And to be fair, I have taken them to games where we haven't actually done as well as, as last night. But I also want to kind of disagree with what you guys were saying having been there last night and you're talking about it, it felt relatively comfortable. Let me tell you, I didn't feel comfortable sitting in the stand. <laughs> maybe because maybe because you've had years of knowing kind of what might happen next, but I only felt comfortable when that referee blew that, blew that whistle at, at, at full time. Then you can look back with hindsight and say, Do you know what? We played really well there. Yeah, I did actually laugh when the camera panned around a little bit um, because... Even with like three or four minutes to go The faces that it zoomed in on in the stands Did look pretty worried There were nails getting bitten all over the place Roger Hanna uh, And some very some very worried looks But that's kind of the theme we started this hour with And we'll round off this hour on You know, Jerry's talking about Taking his young son, son along If you're lucky enough to be a youngster Going along last night You won't forget that And then you'll be the old guy Recalling it to someone one day Absolutely And listen You know It it engages I I feel Jerry will be able to tell you Back in the day Gordon You would have The Scotland international break And this show would still be Inundated 90% with calls about Celtic Rangers There wasn't a connect Between the Scottish public And the Scotland national team But I think Since that night in Belgrade When we qualified for the Europe The Euros I think the public in, at large are more engaged with the Scotland national team again. Look at the ticket sales. Look at the crowds that go to Hamden for the games now. Whether it's a Tuesday night, whether it's a Saturday afternoon, whether it's Spain, whether it's Cyprus, there are still you know big crowds there for Scotland now. I think the public is excited by this national team and you would love to think that young Master McCulloch and all the boys and girls his age who were at the game last night We'll go back and back and back And we'll now have a lifelong association with the Scotland national team And uh, where is where is the optimism levels in the household now, Jerry, In terms of qualification down the line? Well, see, this is the thing You know, my, my son Oscar then starts looking at the world rankings And he starts thinking Well, if we're at 42 before last night and Spain are at 10 Does that mean we're now at number 10? And then he starts asking Who's at number 1? And that's when you have to kind of hold your hand out and say Whoa, whoa, whoa but can I, can I say one thing before I go? Go for it The the, uh, the Rangers fan that was on earlier Talking about how great Callum McGregor was I can see through his tactic Can I just say that if any other chairman Of any other clubs are, are listening to this <laughs> Callum McGregor was hopeless last night Just like he is in every other Scotland international Don't bother looking at him You don't need him I Just leave the, him where he is This is the problem Roger Nobody was hopeless last night And we're finding that The way they all seem to come <laughs> together And contribute is quite Quite something at the moment It is And you know You see The performance last night The the team is Greater than the sum of its parts If you like You know There there was a Spain team with Danny Ceballos of Real Madrid Rodri From Manchester City This one and that one From famous clubs You know Danny Carvajal A five times Champions League winner Coming off the bench We've got Angus Gunn from Norwich Ryan Portes from Watford We've got Lyndon Dykes Who's just back in the QPR team In the bottom half of the English Championship And our lads Look like the world's superstars 
Thank you very much to Jerry. Glad Jerry and Oscar enjoyed the game uh, last night. And as he said, you're never going to forget a phone number uh, like this. We do actually have some breaking news within the last couple of minutes. And it's that Rangers coach Craig McPherson will face a Scottish FA hearing on April the 13th following that incident that you all know, you've all seen with Celtic boss Fran Alonso uh, following the game between the women's sides at Broadwood on Monday. So uh, the, the notice of complaint, remember that used to be a, a well-used phrase on this show, you don't hear it quite so often anymore, um, but a hearing set for April 13th, that will determine what punishment, if any, comes from the Scottish FA, and of course it remains to be seen how Rangers feel about the issue internally as well. It's that time of the night already though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. And of course, you're more than welcome to put your thoughts across on that topic or keep it going with the Scotland loving. Just don't say that very often. But it is Beat the Pundit time 01419511025. It's been a clean sweep for the pundit so far this week. Let's see if we can change that. You need to call before seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB And it is an air, there is an air of positivity around the place We don't see that a great deal But it is becoming a bit more often When Steve Clark's Scotland team are involved So let's keep it going Let's look back on last night If you were there I'd really like to hear from you Share the experience <coughs> with you We've had a couple of callers already We could work our way through the entire squad nearly And give them praise So let's keep going We're not done yet I think we've given mentions to Scott McTominay and some others But we can definitely do more Keep all your thoughts coming on the qualification campaign as a whole as well And away from international football There was that breaking news just before 7 o'clock there That Rangers women's assistant manager Craig McPherson uh, Will face a Scottish FA disciplinary hearing next month After that incident with Fran Alonso at the end of the game between the women's sides on Monday. So get all your calls in and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Oh, you missed a big night on Beat the Pundit last night, Roger oh. Hanna. Uh -huh. One of the show's urban legends phoned in. Crazy pony. No way. The guy who sets all the teasers You know right. the full time teaser He always yeah. sends in the difficult teasers So, he, so was... he decided that he would Swap one quiz element of the show for the other And he decided to try uh, His luck at Beat the Pundit He took on Mark Wilson I mean he's he's a trivia guru Is the, the crazy pony yeah. But he lost to Mark Wilson No way It wasn't an entirely uh, classic outcome I mean he was asking for you He was giving it big licks He only phoned because he thought you were on Thought he could take you down uh -huh. And he lost to a mere mortal than Mark Wilson It doesn't bode well I must say See I, mm. I, I, I made the mistake there Of challenging Roger in the break I, know, I heard you Come got, on made a I, was, I was gonna I was gonna say But I thought I'll let him learn the hard way Yeah There's not, not much this guy doesn't <laughs> remember Anyway Andy is in Bears Den How are you Andy? Are you well? Yeah I'm not too bad thanks Good man. You, good. you guys good. Yeah very good Very good after last night Have you ever played before? <laughs> exactly Brilliant yeah <laughs> Here's the thing Andy right If Scotland can beat Spain You could beat Roger Hanna Well Has he still got minus one? Yes he Yes he's still got minus one See yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. It's like you've, you know, many people have said before. It's different when you're on the radio. <laughs> That's true. It sounds good to me, Rodrigo Hanna. How does that sound? Uh, comfortable no, with no, that? No, no, no thanks. He, quite he, work. he whines. He does indeed. Uh, right, heads it will be Rodrigo, and tails it will be Simon. <laughs> Let's see how we get on. 
And it is It's Rodrigo Minus one Against Andy from Bears Den Good so, luck Andy um, Let's give Rodrigo Some Clyde 2 in his ear uh, So that he can't hear us Let's hope he's getting Yes sir I can boogie Or something Andy You've got 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And if you Want to pass and move on That is fine by me Okay No worries Right let's go then 30 seconds starts Now Name any outfield player Who played all 90 minutes Against Cyprus and Spain Victoria. Name the only Scottish Premiership player To score a hat-trick Against Celtic this season Pass Who are the last team From outside Glasgow To win the Scottish Cup uh, St John's Who's managed more league games For Rangers this season Van Bronckhurst or Beal Van Bronckhurst Which Scottish side's mascot Is called Sammy the Tanny Pass Okay Can you hear us yeah Senor Hannah Are you ready? Can I go back to Clyde 2 please It was a Le Freak by Chic. Don't care Classic. Ready? Go Name any outfield player Who played all 90 minutes Against Cyprus and Spain Hanley Name the only Scottish Premiership player To score a hat-trick Against Celtic this season Shanklin Who were the last team From outside Glasgow To win the Scottish Cup? St Johnson Who's managed more league games For Rangers this season Van Bronckhorst or Beal? Beal which Scottish side's mascot is called Sammy the Tammy? Dunfermline. Who are Scotland men's team playing next? Norway. And who are the only Spanish side to have won 100 trophies? Real Madrid. Okay. Andy, what do you think? <laughs> it's battled me. Oh, it's never good, Andy. Let's find out. Name any outfield Scotland player who played all 90 minutes against Cyprus and Spain, so all 180 minutes plus. You had the choice of Ryan Porteous, Callum McGregor, Andy Robertson, or Grant Hanley. Not Scott McTominay, Andy, uh. I'm afraid. So it's a 1 0 Roger. That wipes out his minus one. So back, back level. Lauren Shankland is the only player to score a hat trick against Celtic. Roger goes one up. You both knew that St Johnston were the last team from outside Glasgow to win the Scottish Cup. Uh, it was a toss up, wasn't it? Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has managed 15, Michael Beale 14. Oh. So it's Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, which means Andy. Is level mm-hmm. We've got a bit of a game on our hands Until Sammy the Tammy One of the most Entertaining mascots In the Scottish game Roger Hanna A back catalogue Of wild <laughs> Antics But is he a bear or a dog? I've only ever thought about the Tammy part of it I don't he's really think about I, what's I think underneath And is it Stephen Oh he's not a dog is he? Is it Stephen Mill no. in a suit? Right, Do we know that? Stephen Mill <laughs> can surely Provide some content He's never a dog is he? <clears throat> no he's not a dog I need a picture of him right now Google's Sammy the Tammy I was there the infamous day Remember he brought the cardboard tank oh, out yeah. And shot at the yeah, Falkirk yeah. fans <laughs> As you do um, I He's not a dog He cannot That is never a dog is it? No, he's a bear You going for bear? Yeah mm, Has he got his own Wikipedia page? Is there any I mean he's got his own section Of the Dunfermline website But even at that I don't think it clarifies uh, Just I mean it tells you he's, It says Eyes black Birthday 10th of August 95 Nature Boisterous prankster <laughs> Apparently Easy for me to say um, Anyway Did Andy get him? Stephen Miller Resident Dunfermline fan Says Large bear, large bear. <laughs> To clarify Not a medium sized bear He's a large bear Anyway We got very distracted Roger back in front he added a bit of gloss because Scotland playing Norway next. Andy took too long. Andy's done. Andy's mm. up the road by this point. And Barcelona have won 99. 
But Real Madrid have won Ooh. 100 trophies One, two, three, four, five, six for Roger Minus his one takes him to five And only a two for you and the hard lines Simon was good with some well, of the old stuff I'll give you a question Simon Lauren Shanklin Hand trick for hearts against Celtic this season As Gordon says Who was the last player To score a hat trick Against Celtic Before Shanklin in the league Come on Andy Andy's not going to Who was the last player before Before Shanklin To score a hat trick Against Celtic in the league Put them all out of their misery Before we run out of time That's a good question Frank, Frank uh, McDougall for Aberdeen 1985 No way There he Thank you Andy Before this guy shows off his knowledge anymore Thanks for taking part tonight Wait I've got I had a point uh, If I could, could make it Absolutely um, why not Just briefly I'd been on before And I'd asked you a question about uh, uh, Whether you'd rather see your club team Win the Champions League Or the, your national team Win the World Cup um, And I just wondered If uh, the, Your thoughts Would maybe Changed or, if, uh, or how could the panel feels after seeing Scotland, you know, take down one of the the big dogs of uh, European football last night? Is this because we now look like we could win the World Cup? So, or are we at that level listen, of getting carried it's away? A, it's a good question, Andy. I, slightly biased because you know, in recent years we've lived through Celtic going to Seville, we've lived through Rangers going to Manchester, then Rangers going to Seville, and some of the times you, you felt that a European trophy. Was within the grasp of one of the old firm clubs. I can never really say I've thought you know international success was really within the grasp of a Scotland team. You know, we haven't gone beyond the group stages and for, of any and for, tournament for the record, ever. Winning the World Cup still feels like a little way off. As excited as everyone yeah, is, but, by the way, we thought we were going to win it in '78. Absolutely, I remember it and. I'm not going to say we're going to win the Euros or win a Good, World Cup. Thanks for but, thanks for telling but, us that. Can I say to you? If Wales can get to a semi-final yeah. Or Turkey can get to a semi-final aim high. Then let's aim high Why like not? It, Thank like you to it. Andy uh, Let's bring in Stephen who's on the line He's got a point about Scotland last night Stephen, take it away Evening everybody Hello Hi. I'm still on the absolutely cloud nine for yesterday Steve Clark pulled off an absolute masterclass last yesterday He pulled Spain into the, the physical side of the game And you can tell he just did not like it at all uh, After the match uh, Full time I was on the, the Spanish uh, FA's Facebook And nothing tastes More delicious Than Spanish tears <laughs> I'll take your word for it um, Stephen says You know We we sort of dictated it You know and, and made it physical Is that fair Roger Or actually Can this Scottish team Mix it up And do a bit of, bit of both I'm not sure We made it physical um, We certainly stood our ground If there was any phys- Were any physical challenges To be had um, you know, people are focusing Robertson against Pedro Porro, um, Lyndon Dykes with David Garcia, <laughs> who really didn't like it going up against Lyndon Dykes at all last night. So I think we we stood our corner, but I'm not too sure we were the instigators for a lot of it. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I, th- I think we, we competed really well. We're up against a decent team. We've got good players in our team, but I, I think we just gave as good as we got. I think they competed It was quite a surprise On that front as well That um, Spain's main threat Was Aerial bombardment In the first half as well You know They yeah. think of the header That hit the bar And there yep. were a couple of others One that went straight At Angus Gunn I think Maybe that's not quite what th- Maybe it didn't pan out The way we expected <coughs> From both sides You think you underestimated it, Simon I watched him on Saturday night Against well, Norway yeah. Played really well 1-3-0 yeah. And that's then 8 changes for Hamden That's where The concern with me After seeing that Great result at the weekend, you know, you're fearing the worst of them coming to Hamden. But 
eight changes Maybe they did underestimate us Yeah and I thought and, You know Carvajal And the young lad for Barcelona wee, Alejandro Baldi Who played as the two and the guy, Rampaging wing, Gavi, wingers yeah, on Baldi's good as Fullbacks <laughs> I should say The other night Gavi as well Started Gavi Didn't play bench, last night yeah. Marata Always good for a goal At international level so, Didn't play I, I think the new Spanish manager Has Grossly Underestimated mm. Scotland How much credit Does Steve Clark deserve then Stephen? I think he deserves a lot of the credit. You can see the way that we pressed, the way we attacked the wing, the way we isolated certain defenders that were obviously new into the team. We exposed them as best we could with the tools that we had, and it worked an absolute dream. And Scott McTominay has been brilliant up front ever since he's came into that position. He's He's been transformed that line quite well. I think Steve Clark's used the players at his disposal to the maximum potential that he can. But I still think there's merit to come to this Scotland team. I think we could qualify first in this group. Certainly, you can argue with that right now. I think no. you'd obviously take second. You take one of the, the two spots, but... Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, keep going back to it. We've got players there that can go and get results. They're showing it mm. time and time again. It's becoming more common. The next two are big ones, you know... The home tie with Georgia and first of all we've got Norway away, but why why can't we? And are we starting are we starting to see, you know, the strength of the squad as Stephen says properly utilised because so called small teams versus so called big teams, you can you know, you can properly sit in, you can <clears> properly park the bus and you might nick a result. Kinda of like the arguments we have about our, our Scottish Premiership every single week. But but we certainly don't do that. There, no. There's no way we do that. I know there was a chance, uh, there was a time, sorry, where Steve Clark got accusations of being a bit reserved, a bit yeah. negative. But it's just it's just well, not there's like a wee that bit anymore. Of criticism I'd seen after the weekend, just one or two wee bits about playing five at the back. We don't really play mm. with five at the back. We've got the three, the guys on the wide run like gazelles. And when one, of, but and also when one of them is Kieran Tierney, forget what the yeah, number says because exactly. it just doesn't pan out that but, way. Yeah, and he doesn't play like someone that's. Got, these guys, it's not their makeup to sit in. They want to go and take the game to the opposition, as they did last night. And within that, they have the quality to go and hurt teams. And they're brilliantly thrilled. I mean, I, when I was growing up, Simon, used to have defenders, midfielders and strikers. Now we've got underlapping left-sided centre-halves, yeah. like Kieran Tierney. <clears throat> you know, the game has developed, and, and it's great to watch, you know, when Tierney... Gallops forward as you said Like a gazelle from left centre back Just watch how the rest of the team yeah. React to it yeah. You know they cover the space that he's left behind There were no spaces for the Spaniards yesterday Scotland was so compact They were so organised They were saying to Spain If you want to hurt us I'll tell you what Try and get down the outside of us And put balls into the box And when you put balls into the box We've got three centre halves And an enormous goalkeeper Who will deal with that And, and that's what happened By the way you look as well at Porteous He's played three games Gunn has come in there This is what's happening round about So we've got the, the nucleus of a good squad mm -hmm. But within that Steve Clark's identifying other boys that are coming yeah. in And improving the team straight and, away and, and is that, you, is didn't, you didn't have Jack Hendry Or Scott McKenna Or James Forrest Or David Turnbull Or you lost Che Adams for the second game You didn't yeah. have Ryan Fraser You know there, there are players there <clears throat> yep. Astonishingly Who could still be added Remember the the best win, best performance up until last night for most people was Denmark. Yeah. John Souter scored that night. Yeah, John, John Souter yeah, scores the first. Jack Henry was probably our best player in the 
Oh, what month would that have been in the? Did Jack Hendry not play with Portis? He played with Portis in yeah. Poland yeah. against Ukraine, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so in, in September. That, in that, was that a triple header that one? Yeah, might um, have been. Certainly, it was after the Ireland win. He scored at, in the Ireland game. Didn't yeah. he rampage forward and headed. Yeah. And you still get listen, Scott McKenna even, was getting praise even guys that like time. Kevin Nisbet, who was scoring goals against Holland, was ahead of Jacob yeah. Brown and Lauren Shanklin in the pecking order. You know, yeah. he, he's mm. still in the periphery. Do you think there are a few myths then that, that surround Steve Clark and surround <clears> the Scotland squad that are get that are getting busted? As time goes on Because there's no doubt There's a nucleus there who, As you say But over the piece th- th- There is a constant Development of of Players that are being added to there's that There's a constant development But of The guys Are gaining Valuable experience yeah. Everything that they go about Their business with The, 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 the finals Again I go back They'll be disappointed themselves With how they performed mm. Against the Czechs And Croatia Bearing in mind Both games were at Hamden But they're growing. They're growing together. This this uh, this group, and as I say, the ones that are coming in are adding their own little bit to it. Mm. Portis now looks as if he, he he could play there for the rest of his career. Yeah. International else? wise. Anyone else, Stephen, that, that did catch your attention, or you think deserves a bit of praise? Uh, being a Rangers fan, uh, I hate to say it, Carl McGregor is absolutely phenomenal in that midfield. He seems to be able to pick up passes. He knows his role. Quite well, uh, Andy Robertson, of course, uh, he was great. He was running up that way, even at last minute. That's what you need for your fullbacks to, especially in these games where you're sitting back most of the time. You need your wingers to get you up the wing and run the defence, is what they did. Yeah, I mean, you. someone did mention it before, but I think it's worth it again. The Callum McGregor run at yeah. the end, and this isn't some. You know, hopeless dud that he's leaving in his wake in no. the 96th minute or whatever it was. It was a yeah. Barcelona player, a Gavi. wonder kid, you know. It was fantastic. Keith and Tierney on the other side. I was going to make the point. Jerry was on before, beat the pundit, you know, saying, Oh, Callum McGregor was terrible and don't ever come and look at Callum McGregor. And, you know, Jerry and Simon see a lot more of Callum than I do. But you just wonder when the continent, you know, looks up and sees Scotland <clears> have beaten Spain. And they pay attention to the game, mm-hmm. and they see a performance like that. You just wonder if someone, you know, would consider coming for Callum McGregor because, for me, he could just about play at any level and yeah. not be out of his depth. And you know, Callum McGregor's never had his desire to play for Celtic forever, but that kind of thing wouldn't prevent teams from coming in and trying to persuade him. Uh, thank you to Stephen and Cumbernauld on 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. And you know, we talk about the players sort of developing, growing together. I noticed Roger Hanna, that's Andy Robertson now, the most capped Scotland captain since 1957. So, with no disrespect to George Young, who racked up an incredibly impressive amount between 46 and 57, Andy Robertson's now captain decide 40 times. And he's 62 caps He's captained the team 40 times More than anyone Apart from George Young It's quite remarkable You know and, and Steve Clark made that decision Very early That he was going <coughs> to be his captain um, And as Simon says You know In the old days A lot of Scotland squads were named And maybe the, You know The star men Who played with the Liverpools Or played with the Man United Or played with the Arsenals Would pull out the squad And focus on Club matters um, Andy Robertson's never been guilty of that Andy Robertson's always been the first to report He's always worn the armband and the shirt With great pride And you could see last night Both during and after the game What that result meant to him I noticed today It is seven years to the day Since John McGinn 
And Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney sorry, Made their international debuts On the same day It was a game against Denmark at mm. Hamden And when you look at the Body of work they've put Oof. in since then What a big night that was to look back on Both of them debuting on the same <clears> night Yeah, both have been superb for Scotland uh, Tierney has had to play Two or three different roles He's been brilliant And McGinn, you know, what's he sitting on? 16 goals? 16 goals, yeah He's He's been the go-to man for Until the, the weekend when McTominay's chipped in there McGinn has been the constant He's been scoring important goal after important goal He's such a huge player for Scotland uh, But again that's where I think as a nation We kinda, we shouldn't probably be surprised That we're getting results Like last night I mean You talk about Andy Robertson that European uh, Cup winner These guys have played Big big games And we're now reaping The rewards of that I'm sure And I think it's going to continue uh, and Where are those callers From Friday though Who didn't think Here and Tierney <laughs> Should have started the game know, Simon all, We need to hear your quiet, thoughts you, you look at McGinn McGinn's numbers Under Steve Clark Are phenomenal yeah. Now He's already passed James McFadden Who was An icon Of the Tartan Army For a decade He's approaching Kenny Miller He's approaching Ali McCoist He could have another Five years In a Scotland jersey He could get Very close Yeah to Dennis Law and Sir Kenny Dalglish. I think you have to give Clark praise as well because yeah. see the role he plays for. It's brilliant. It's on it one. suits him. Yeah. It suits him perfectly. Yeah. He's off the front there. Keep yeah. those calls coming in. We'll give the guys a full time teaser next as well. You can sharpen your pencils and see if you can take them on. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here at so one four one nine five one one oh two five. It's one of those nights I was pretty much expecting wall to wall Scotland calls and looking at how busy the phone lines are. That may well uh, be the case. There's not a great deal. Of other news at the moment But we did get breaking news just before 7 o'clock If you're interested and you want to share your thoughts It's that the Rangers women's coach Craig McPherson has been given a notice of complaint By the Scottish FA He'll face a hearing on April 13th Following that incident with Fran Alonso At the end of the game at Broadwood on Monday night Which I'm sure you've all seen Um, So that's where we're at from a Disciplinary standpoint with the Scottish FA Nothing yet from Rangers on the matter If you've got any thoughts Get them into us on the phones On your full time teaser tonight Jasmine Fuller has sent this one in uh, To full time at Clyde1.com No surprises for guessing the theme Apart from Scott McTominay Or before Scott McTominay Can you name the last 10 Scotland players Who got two or more goals in a single game So before Scott McTominay Can you name the last 10 Scotland men's players Who got two or more goals In a single game Armstrong Fairly easy I think On some of them Stuart Armstrong Armstrong did it in the summer Against <coughs> Armenia Well done John McGinn Yep Against the Faroe Islands And Kazakhstan And a hat-trick against San Marino So he's done it a few times Dykes Yes most recently Against Ukraine Didn't he Came on and scored yep. Two headers almost Were they identical They were very similar I better mention him In case I'm on with him On Monday night Kenny Miller No So are we more recent Than Kenny Miller Not necessarily If it's the last 10 I To score two or more I thought you were going to say Hugh Keevans there And you had me You had me <laughs> concerned Who incidentally Has text to say Did I ever mention That Celtic should have Signed John McGinn one of, one of his great lines Repeated 5,000 times Are we aware of Hugh's whereabouts today? Uh, no 
No Is he Oh he's, he's got a wee night out Doesn't he oh, I didn't Day know. out the, the word day out The phrase day out Was mentioned to me Spotted in the um, Somebody will have spotted The him. bustling merchant one of the, city One of the will have spotted him I'm sure oh, A man of his standing In the community He must have retired To the drawing room by now Though if he's Listening to us yes. Does he strike you as the type That takes his smartphone And listens to the show On the app on the go Roger Hanna I'm not sure do, Can you download apps no, To the Nokia Absolutely <laughs> no, cannot I think he'll have The smoking jacket And the cravat on He'll have retired To the drawing room And will listen to us For the last half hour it's... And Hugh If you want to text Any of the answers Feel free <laughs> Behave um, Sometimes I do forget though Because he texted Did I ever mention That Celtic should have Signed John McGinn And obviously I was a bit busy I'm trying to do things At the break So I sent back Laughing face emoji which then I cl- won't show he up on the Nokia. Get. So I sent him another message thereafter saying, ha ha, instead. I spelled it out for him since the, <laughs> since the emoji won't work. Uh, right, we'll get back to that full time teaser. Thanks to Jasmine for sending it into full time at Clyde1.com. I can see Matthew, for instance, uh, giving that one a go on there. I've had a message in from Tony as well uh, saying that he's listening from the departure lounge heading to Spain. Ooh. Nice place that you got to go oh, with your bragging rights. Kill one, Scotland, Scotland top, Desert, ball yeah. of iron brew tucked under your arm. Greet to those customs officers, greet him off the plane. Uh, um, pray for Rodri's sign held up at the airport. Mm. Um, he says, Scotland played really well. The Spanish comments have been nothing short of embarrassing. You tell them, Tony. Go stand in the town square and tell them all. Uh, has Sid still got ice on that calf after he shifted at Anfield? <laughs> Who said that? It's Tony sent me the message. Is that Tony? Hey. Was the, uh, I think Tony might cut your hair or something. Oh Tony Aye I know Tony ah, Tony yeah, Forrest Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, No the, the, the ice is off The ice is off Feeling it, it, was in, it was in my glass Later on that night <laughs> um, Did you miss Mark Wilson Was he the difference Between you losing the well, game Because it might have Only been one If he'd played The referee couple of Oh come on Charity game dubious, Listen to yourself A couple of Behave decisions. Actually I saw the, the, I have to say I have to back him up yep. There were some ridiculous decisions Who cares Oh no I'm with Charity you Charity is the winner I'm with you Although I did feel sorry for Mark Walsh You know Trevor Sinclair goes on Never played for Celtic Simon Ferry goes on Didn't play in the first team for Celtic But in the last five minutes When they sent on Hoopy the Hurdle Hound I thought this, Listen, took it this, too far. this is enough Anyway he's not bitter about it 01419511025 I feel like we've got We've stumbled across a couple of themes here Steve is a Liverpool fan actually uh-huh. I don't think he's on about the charity game though right. Because you watched the game in Spain Steve How was that? It's absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> although I'm a Liverpool fan and a English, I've got a Scottish wife who I've been consoling for the last 10 years over the missed um, opportunities. But I feel that Scotland have become a great, you know, a smashing team to watch. They entertain. They've got some great players. Um, And last night when we watched in a bar with um, Spanish supporters, Scottish supporters, it was fantastic. How did they take it, Steve? Sorry? How did they take it, the Spanish supporters? They're actually very, very good. They came and shook our hands. Well that was nice of them Sometimes they buy a wee complimentary drink thereafter Roger Hanna And it's um, it's even better But you'd like to think that Well I'll take that back before I've even said it I was going to say you'd like to think They won't underestimate us again But by all means Crack on Knock yourselves out <laughs> When the sides meet again Please do Make 10 changes this time if you want um, The most important thing is where 
Scotland are and how Scotland sees itself and how Steve Clark and the players feel about themselves but it, it will still have been the type of result that will have raised eyebrows around Europe last night Oh without doubt People will be looking up thinking My goodness Spain have lost away to Scotland How on earth did that happen? Um, the Spanish coach seemed Surprisingly calm and composed after the game He will still believe that This new look squad of his Will get one of the top two mm. positions what We put Norway mean? away 3-0 on Saturday night He calm and composed He sort of praised the performance Which I thought was a bit odd Yeah But he's New to all this He's got a new a squad Shell shocked Yeah he needs, he needs to take these players with him I think from the 26 Who went to Qatar In November and December He dumped 16 of them that right? There was only 10 left in the squad And he yeah. added You know His selections round about it yeah. So He's made his bed And he's going to need to take These guys with him So I think Hammering them After the defeat When do we Hamden, play the return it is October or something Yes, the middle of October I don't think a venue's You're into these things Don't think a venue confirmed yet, Gordon, has it? I'm into these things I don't know what that says about me But um, yeah, well, Spain tend to move them around, don't they? And I'm not yeah. sh- I'm not 100% sure that, that that has I think you might be right, to be honest, with that one um, Rodri's back garden where did, <laughs> It's flooded at the moment, <laughs> I think you'll find from all the tears um, Where was the one the other night again? Malaga? Malaga, yeah, Malaga. played Norway yeah. um, So I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, listen, if they want to underestimate Scotland again, then brilliant. That would be nice. But, but Scotland, I suppose, can go with with confidence regardless. And now I know we are looking quite far into the future, Simon. Well, hopefully we've accumulated a right few more points well, by then. Listen, we can get carried away tonight after last night. We may be qualified by the time we go to Spain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to think so. Thank you to Steve, by the way. Steve, Liverpool fan slash Scotland adopted fan from Weems Bay. And your wife as well, Steve. I'm glad you... Uh, both enjoyed your evening Let's hear from the new goal machine Scott McTominay It's a funny one Because he actually said I feel like you're not playing With a smile on your face I feel like I want to see The smile come back out of out of you And that was the first day That I arrived And I was like Do you know what He's right Like the, the smile does need to come back On my face And I need to start enjoying football And playing like I, like I love it Which is hard Whenever there's a lot going on And stuff like that In, in your life and stuff But I went back to my room And I thought Do you know what He's, he's hit, the, hit the nail on the head there And I went back and just concentrated, got my head down on football and, and that's all I needed to do. Goosebumps the entire way around when we were clapping all the fans and they're singing, going wild, they're jumping up and down and stuff like that. And seeing my mum and dad with other family members stood up there with my aunties and my cousins and stuff like that, it's special and something that you'll never ever forget in your life. You, you think back, Roger, and maybe we'll do this at one point with Angus Gunn, we'll always have the pantomime when someone like Scott McTominay gets the first cap and ah, is he only here because you know he can't get a game for England and all that carry on. You look at the way he goes about his business for Scotland and that stuff seems like a million years ago now. Yeah, um, and to be fair to him, he was very emphatic in his choice back in the day. I think it was yeah, Ali McLeish. It was, was Ali McLeish, I think, that, that capped him first and he, he was determined he was going to come and play uh, for Scotland um, He's never let Scotland down He's been shunted from pillar to post At the time that right sided centre half thing Don't think any of us were ever convinced by Into a sort of deep lying midfield position at times But he was speaking after the game last night And he was saying when he came through As a young teenager at Manchester United That was his position yeah, He was right. in an attacking midfielder yeah. And then the taller and bigger he got maybe back. Lost a wee yard of pace And they moved him back but he certainly showed he's got an eye for goal. Again, he's, he's up. He's up at thirty-nine caps now, Simon. I yeah. think I remember him pulling out of one squad, injured maybe, but not not many more than that. 
Um, as Roger says You go from Right sided centre half Which I know had its critics But it also featured In some really big results For, yeah. for Scotland at that time um, I, always, and I always felt Maybe I can remember A couple of goals Getting caught out Because he Isn't defensively sure. minded In that role But just look at him now Because even in the midfield You would I'd have said You know More defensive Before But You look at the goals In the last two games Getting into the box The two goals last night Getting into the mm. box Wanting to get in there where it hurts And he's walked away with four goals in two games Fantastic yeah, Absolutely I mean but the thing is he, he, he has done a good job Roger as well we, we we still fall into that trap of Remembering the bad bits more than the good bits Scott McTominay played right side of a back three That kept a clean but, sheet at Wembley but, in the Euros But he's a good player He's a good footballer Technically good He's a clever footballer um, You know he's 25 years of age I think now Gordon You know he's not a kid anymore And yet you know, he's held his own in Manchester United 26. squads. Uh, un, a, under, well, 26, there, yeah, but he's held his own in a Manchester United squad under a succession <clears throat> of managers. Yeah. You know, he's getting picked now by Eric Ten Hag and will probably get picked at the weekend with Casemiro being suspended. He's probably but, played about 200 games yeah, for Man United Under now. Solskjaer, under Mourinho, under good, Louis van Gaal. Good mentality, but that wee clip there that he speaks about I'm assuming that's Steve Clark he's been yeah, talking yeah, with. Yeah. That's good man management. Of course it is. That's he's went back to his room with a wee think, you know. It's something as simple and, as just reminding him to play with that smile and enjoy it. Yeah, and it's good management, but it's also good professional conduct from the player. Yeah. Some players would have gone and you know gone deeper into a wee sulk yeah. or the manager says I'm not smiling. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He went yeah. back and he thought, you know what? Responded positively, yeah. Positive response. Also, mm. a positive response having been left out the first game well, as well. That's what yeah. I was going to say. So you come, you come on, you make the impact on Saturday, and that is great in itself. But you then deserve your start the next game, and you have to then repay that. And you've got credit to the manager for making the subs in the first place. But then by recognising that that goes in, you know, even take someone like take say Ryan Christie, Simon. I don't feel like we've really discussed him, but the energy that he brings is is so vital. And again, he's had his critics, and he's not even a mainstay for Bournemouth by any means, but vital to what Scotland do at the moment. Yeah, and and he's popped up with important goals over the piece as well. I th- I just feel the squads there, and it, it it's definitely the way that Steve Clark is going about his business behind the scenes with this group. He's creating an environment there where. They want to come and play. They all seem to go on really well. They want to contribute. And it must be great for him as the manager and the coaching staff because they, they, they make changes there again mm-hmm. for the game last night from Saturday's game. And it's still positive. And McTominay comes in, as you say, he gets the two goals late on at the weekend. He's rewarded with... Or maybe he was going to play this game anyway. Maybe that was the sure. plan. Yeah. We don't know. But he's went in there and scored two important goals again for us. I found an article, Roger, that says the Spanish FA have revealed the game will take place in Andalusia, making Seville the hot favourite, which is great because nothing ever goes wrong when Scottish sides go to Seville. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point that you make. I and think you can now make that joke safely because they've both suffered there in recent seasons. Yeah, and a national team did as well. You know, we, we talk about Kenny Roglicia and I'll mention his name, Morris Johnson, scoring those goals in '84. I think the reverse fixture in that campaign was in Seville and we yeah, lost one 0 It was. Move it somewhere else then Any chance It's a header Uh, Right how are you faring on this teaser then We're looking for the last 10 players Before Scott McTominay To score two or more In a single match You've got Armstrong Who did it recently against Armenia Lyndon Dykes also recently 
And John McGinn Who's a safe bet I've done it a few times recently Faddy Would you believe No Ooh. What about Lee Griffiths Against England Well absolutely How could we forget How oh, Exactly I'm thinking James Forrest A hat trick in the Nations League Yeah against Israel And he got two against Albania As well incidentally And Annie Halliday's pal Snoddy Yes, a hat-trick against Malta Okay, we'll get the rest of the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a quick cold show it's been There's a reason for that What do they say? Time flies when you're having fun Or whatever, that must be the reason for it It is not often we get to look back On a Scotland victory against Spain That is the reality of it from last night So keep your positivity coming Paul McNeil's quite right to point out The under-17s have done well They've qualified uh, for their finals The under-17 championship in Hungary Uh, In 2023 they sealed that victory I think uh, that qualification um, Yesterday Um, So maybe a couple of names that you'll Recognise in that squad Lennon Miller Lee Miller's boy As he often gets referred to He's made first team action this year Hasn't he? And there's a few others in that squad Roger uh, So they've done well Not a great time for all the age groups I know the uh, 21s are not having a brilliant time of it But hopefully there's enough positivity around Some good ones coming through um, Bailey Rice, sorry Who came on for yeah, Rangers Yeah, came on for Rangers That day at Livingston That was there for Super Scoreboard You look at Laszlo Rory Wilson You know, that went down from Rangers To Aston mm-hmm. Villa And the one that people always talk about I know he's injured just now He got a nasty injury In the Champions League Youth yep. thing uh, Ben Doak Absolutely. At Liverpool you, yeah. you wonder You know Jurgen Klopp Used him sparingly In the first half of the season You wonder at a time when Scotland don't have Ryan Fraser Or James Forrest Or It's a one Area of Steve sure. Clark's squad You do think yep. maybe a wee bit thin he's, what, he's, uh, Whether Ben Doak Could be a, a joker a good one Yeah Kenny Douglas talking Very highly of yeah. him And as mm-hmm. you say it's 17 already tasted first yes, team activity absolutely. Exactly. Uh, Right how are you faring on this teaser then We're looking for Before Scott McTominay Can you name the last 10 Scotland players Who've scored two or more in one game Lee Griffiths I don't know if you can remember It was a fairly well known double that he got uh, Armstrong, McGinn, Dykes, Forrest and Snodgrass Maloney Yep against Gibraltar March 2015 I think I was there Working at that one Speaking of Gibraltar Stephen Fletcher Stephen Fletcher How many is that you've got Eight Eight, We'll get the other two Hopefully Before the end Um, uh, Roger on another night This may well have have Dominated the headlines A bit more But for a couple of reasons Firstly Scotland is clearly One of the main shows in town And this was actually Only breaking news At about 7 o'clock But I I don't want to go Tonight without Acknowledging it Because it is a much talked about story And it has developed So to recap quickly The Scottish FA have charged Rangers women's coach Craig McPherson With misconduct After he Appeared to in that headbutt At Celtic manager Fran Alonso After um, An SWPL match On Monday It was after the one all draw Between the Glasgow sides At Broadwood Footage went viral So everyone's Seen it certainly um, You can see um, Craig McPherson Approaching Fran Alonso From behind As the the players were sort of shaking hands and whatever after the game. So, police said they are, you know, are aware of the incident. Not necessarily progressed beyond that from a criminal perspective. Um, so they can do their thing. I don't know what Rangers' plans are to even acknowledge it firstly, and and then whatever disciplinary action, if any, they would decide. Yeah. But the Scottish FA have given the first indication. They this is not one of these. Uh, just to update people how it works, it's not one of these fast track issues. So that's why it will be a hearing on April the 13th. 
Yeah, um, I was going to say the SFA have done the right thing. The SFA have done the only thing possible, Gordon, by issuing this notice of complaint by the compliance officer today. I saw it on Monday night. Um, it's not good on any level, Gordon. You don't like to see incidents like that on a football pitch, in a street, or anywhere else. Um, I thought Fran Alonso, the Celtic manager, handled himself very well. You were covering the game, I think, on Monday mm-hmm. night. Um, and it's a real shame because women's football in Scotland has never been stronger. The crowds have never been better. The international team, you know, you see Pedro Martinez Loza announcing a team today for the games against Australia and Costa Rica, and it's full of household names and it's full of younger players coming up as well. Um, so it's good times. I think Sky Sports and Monday night are trying to showcase the Rangers Celtic game um, at a time when, you know, they don't have Monday night football, it's international break. They're positively trying to give the right image of women's football in Scotland. It was a good game. Celtic at a very late equaliser. Um, both teams probably can, you know, cancel each other out in terms of title ambitions. The title will probably go back to Glasgow City this season, I would think. But all of that has been forgotten because of one needless incident. Yeah, well, actually, I think someone who spoke on it very well today was Scotland women's head coach Pedro Martinez Losa. He was asked about it and, and the sort of image that it puts across. For me, it's exciting that uh, the game was obviously the first time, the, the visibility of the game. We had the opportunity to showcase the game. I think it was a fantastic game of football. I, w- I would have liked uh, the day after to be more focused on that, the recognition for the players and what they, they were capable in both teams to, be, to put on the pitch. And uh, luckily, we are talking about other scenario that is not for me to comment, but is, uh, is, uh, this is a scenario that don't have a space in, in, in the women's game that we want to build. Uh, it's not for me to, to judge what happened or not, uh, but uh, obviously it will be for the SFA to to investigate and, and to find uh, what what's going to happen and what happened at that time. But just to make it clear for me, there are aspects that this is not the game that we want to promote. We want to promote good football. We want to make girls and, and people excited about the game. And that was an opportunity potentially lost, but I'm sure there will be other opportunities that we will, we will take care of. Simon, I'm sure you've seen it like everyone else has. Um, the Scottish FA's disciplinary process will kick in and we'll see what the outcome is. You know, yeah. there's going to be an element of waiting to see about this. I know people yeah. want um, you know, want sort of to find out straight away, but um I think Pedro Martinez Losa certainly hit the nail on the head with regards to the image that it puts yeah. across. Well you, you were at the game, Gordon. We want to be talking about the football. You know, I couldn't believe what I was watching at the end. He's, the red mist has just totally descended. Uh very similar to the, the Fulham player the other week just Completely lost the plot, uh, and I don't know if there was any. There was no intimidation, so obviously it's going to be dealt with. But it's an unfortunate thing because, as was commented on there, that that game being on Sky, it's another good step for mm. the women's game, and everybody's talking about this incident at the end. So yeah, it needs to be dealt with properly. I wouldn't expect you or anyone else on here, Roger, it would be sort of irresponsible, if you like, to prejudge the outcome of any any investigation, really, from, from whichever body. Um, would you at least expect some sort of public acknowledgement from Rangers, or does that have to wait until somewhere down the line? What... I, I assume the people who handle Rangers' corporate affairs are advising them not to say anything just now due to the fact the police are investigating and the SFA were investigating but um, come the time of April 13 I think they'll be obliged to to offer some comment Uh, Anyway, that's your other well, it's your only breaking news tonight I should say I don't think there's much else that we've missed it was always going to be very much 
all about Scotland And you would make no apology for that uh, How are you doing on this teaser to round off? We're nearly done We're looking for the last 10 players before Scott McTominay uh, To score two or more in a single game for Scotland men's team You've got Fletcher, Maloney, Griffiths Armstrong, McGinn, Dykes, Forrest and Snodgrass Now we are going back a bit for the other two I'm looking over your shoulder Sky Sports promoting their cast list for Saturday Big Boydie Yes, Chris Boyd did it against the Pharaohs in 2006 Which leaves you one more Same game? Further back? Not the same game uh, No, no, no Same era? No, a bit more recently Yeah, I would say Gary O'Connor? No Harder in the sense that he can't have played that often for Scotland And he can't have scored that many for Scotland But he is Slash was No still is A very prolific goal scorer Jordan Rhodes Jordan Rhodes Against Luxembourg In 2012 There we are Right to recap Roger Hanna go on Give us the last bit The last bit of positivity from last night the last bit of positivity is We have beaten Spain We have six points at the top of Group A We are miles clear of Norway and Georgia Who will play in a double header in June Two wins in June And even Steve Clark may have to confess We have a decent chance of reaching Germany Feels good Simon It feels great And you can now join the gang of Seeing Scotland beat Spain With <laughs> the two old guys here on the other side of the desk But it sets us up nicely doesn't it going forward It does it does full of positivity as the show has been all night, and I can't wait for the next two games to come round because I fancy our chances of getting another two wins. And here's the beauty of this: everybody is happy because if you love international football, if you live it and breathe it, you can't fail to be delighted with what happened last night. And if it's not your cup of tea, then it's over. And tomorrow's Thursday, and we start looking forward to the return of the Scottish Premiership as well. Everybody's sure. happy tonight. Tomorrow, you've got sleepy and dopey. Exactly. Well, you said it, and not me. Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. In case you couldn't put that together yourself, they're here tomorrow at six. And Callum Gallagher is up next. Thanks for joining us. 